0: Good morning. morning. I'm Elaine Harris, a long time parishioner and abbot of the Cornerstone community. Cornerstone is a community of almost 50 who follow the rule of St. Benedict and attempt to live as if the world is our cloister. It goes almost without saying that I'm humbled and honored that Nathan invited me to be in this pulpit this morning. We have lit the fourth and final candle on the advent wreath. It is close, very close, yet our main character remains somewhere off stage. No, not the baby. That's the Christmas story. This morning story is about Joseph. Mary plays a bit part. She's not here. Perhaps she's back in the northex. What a shame. And isn't this Advent the perfect season for shining light on shame? Yet this Advent, we've been invited to an Advent for everybody, an opportunity to contemplate how our bodies manifest God present in the world. Yet sometimes, perhaps too often, we use our bodies as a place to hide our shame. There is no hiding shame. Shame is most often in very plain sight, there for others to see and judge. My body has always been too big. It was not too big for my family of origin, a clan of farmers and loggers. To them, My body was perfect, a strong body, and wide hips were ideal for childbirth and physical labor. My body was useful, and that was attractive, not to me. I was too big, and I was ashamed. So I cloaked my shame in academic accomplishment, and I made myself popular. I even went steady with the cutest boy in Banks High School. (laughs) Of course I was a junior prom princess, yet I continued to feed the dark torment that I was too big. Shame is personal. It is a personal response to images and expectations and what others think and what others say, and they were saying plenty about Joseph and his pregnant betrothed. Yet that silent, brown-robed Joseph, you know the Joseph standing around in the nativity set, or the Christmas card of Joseph feigning interest, (laughs) that very Joseph has much to say about honoring and perhaps even blessing our shame. Yes, honoring and even blessing shame. Matthew's gospel tells us that Joseph planned to quietly dismiss Mary. And why wouldn't he? We know from scholars that the dynamics of honor and shame were very powerful in first century Judean society. We can surmise that a Nazarene carpenter would face significant humiliation if it were known that his betrothed was impure. How shameful. And For the Time Being, W.H. Auden's lyrical account of the Christmas story, Auden gives voice to the taunts of the predominant culture. Joseph, have you heard what Mary said occurred? Yes, it may be so. Is it likely? No. Mary may be pure, but Joseph? Are you sure? How is one to tell? Suppose, for instance, well, maybe, maybe not. But Joseph, you know what your world, of course, will say about you anyway. Sound familiar? It is the voice of shame and humiliation. But the story doesn't end there. It doesn't need to. In both Matthew's Gospel and Auden's for the time being, another voice is heard. A voice from a silent realm voice from a place of prayerful contemplation. In Auden's account, after being mocked, Joseph prays in Auden's word. All I ask is one important and elegant proof that what my love has done, was really at your will, and that your will is love. Haven't we all prayed for proof and the angels' response to Joseph's prayer, and sometimes to ours? No. No. You must believe, be silent, and sit still. Maybe this is where Joseph goes to sleep, so he can receive the yes message that comes in a dream. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Joseph does not act out of the shame of humiliation, quietly dismissing that pregnant girl. Joseph responds with humility Believing that it is love that wants to be born. Humiliation and humility, while both human, are very different responses. Why did it take me this long to let Joseph and that brown robe mirror the monastic practice of humility? Benedictine monastics, whether in the monastery or living in the world as if it were their cloister, understand humility as knowing one's proper place in God's creation and attempting a practice of obedience, stability and conversion, the very practice and action of our Joseph. Obedient, humble Joseph knew shame, yet he chose to believe the most improbable. He changed his mind. This coming week, we will no doubt encounter Joseph. He'll show up in the nativity set. There will be a Christmas card. Will we risk changing our mind? Will we risk believing there is no shame in this virgin birth story, so central to our Christian narrative. This week, may we risk believing, believing that it is love. It is love that wants to be born into the world once again. Amen.